Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court and Mazda of Everett. Now, here are former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Out here too. I, I, I love this time of year, man. Christmas and just got the snowflake lane earlier. Uh, we were at Cactus. Uh, great food there. Appreciate all their hospitality. And look, I'm going to try and talk some people off the edge tonight. Not right from the get-go because there's been a lot of noise. The Seahawks defense can't stop the run. They can't stop. Can't it, find a way to win in the last drive. They can't so. win, Moyer. I know. We're six and five and. We're playing with house money, and look, we're going to win this week. No, we're, we're talking about how to. We're we're in a good situation. If you are a Seahawks fan, I know that you uh, you see these last two losses in Germany. You lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady and them. They rush for 161 yards. That team only averaged 60 yards on the ground. And then you come back in the Las Vegas Raiders, and Josh Jacobs has a career day over 300 yards from um, the line of scrimmage. But I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not ready to say, okay, these guys are done. Uh, even though the Seahawks, the last two weeks, they've allowed 444 yards on the ground. That is a fact. Okay, I'm not making that up, Moyer. But you tell me why we shouldn't be panicking right now and what they need to do to fix that situation. Well, you, you've heard this old adage: just never as good or as bad as you think it is. You got to right. go watch the film and the tape. And so uh, let's talk about the running game. Uh, particularly last week, we, we knew Josh Jacobs was special. I mean, he was averaging 90 yards a game going into it. Uh, I don't think I don't think a lot of people knew. I think some people knew. Oh man, he's special. He's a special runner. But the yeah. Seahawks loved him. They they and, and Schneider talked about that. They wanted to actually draft him. They were just trying to figure where would we find a place for him because we had a lot of running backs at the time. Yeah, right. Carson. You had Penny. They're thinking, well, maybe we can make him a third down back. No, he's an he's a full time back. And, and and you saw that the way he sets up run, uh, his speed i mean that 86 yard run even woolen couldn't catch him and woolen's the fastest man in the nfl probably but let me let me just help people understand this so they ran 38 times last time with running back this last game with running backs 38 times the, of those six of them were 11 a 15 a 17 a 28 a 30 in the dreaded 86 yard touchdown run that's 170 187 yards you can't take it away, but everybody thinks, oh, we, we never stopped them. We couldn't stop them. They were just gashing us. No, they weren't. You take away those six runs, they averaged 2.9 yards per carry. I mean, we actually played some good football, but there was a series in the first part of the second half where we had three or four runs, and then the 86-yarder, uh, that, that was discouraging because – I'm not sure one guy on the defense played that one well. So it's not broke. Um, We have to play better. When you have a lot of young guys, I tell people it's a fine line between bad, good, and great. And that last play was a perfect example of it. That 86-yard run should have been a six- to eight-yard run. They, they, they played it well. They popped through the hole. But everybody else, should, if they did their job, yeah, they, we come up you know, second and two. Maybe it's first and ten. But they got to go still 75 yards to go. 
We're going to be we're going to play much better this week. It's a game we absolutely should win. I rarely we say better. no excuses. We better. Yeah, they're 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 really beat up. We're we're a better football team than they are. And uh, look, you put 34 points on the on the board, you should win games. So I was disappointed in the defense not stopping them with five minutes left in that fourth quarter. Um, but it's not broke. We just had six plays that we just didn't play very well, and we got to get better. Yeah, and. Working with you the last five, six years and guys like Dave Wyman and Ray Roberts, um, when you look at a football game, it typically comes down to about four to six plays where you can you can point at it and say, OK, if this place goes differently, then things happen. I look at naturally, I look at the um, the incompletion call to DK Metcalf where you felt like I feel like that was the catch. I also look at the uh, the mesh fumble where you feel like the Hawks are driving down hurt. the field to, to put some points on the board, to change momentum. I look at that, and then I also just look at the interception. That's two weeks in a row that Geno Smith has turned the ball over when you felt like things are kind of going their way. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, this was a close game. I think going into this game, you and I and other people thought that this Raiders team was better than what their record oh, kind of showed no you. Question. I mean, they, they've lost close games. They've been up 17 points and giving up leads. So it's not like these guys lost to a team that had no business competing with them. But what those two losses do, it puts a little bit of pressure on them now, right? I think this now this Rams game becomes a must-win game. You have to get this win. Yeah, and look, I, we're, to me, part of it is we're playing with house money. I, I don't know, you know, give me a, a raise of hands out there. Who thought they were going to win more than nine games this year? Uh, okay, no one raised their Nobody. hand. Nobody. So, so my point is, we, we start <laughs> off six and three, and that's kind of what most people, that was actually the over, because the over was uh, five wins this year by the national media. But you have to reset. At, when we're six and three, I need to reset. My expectations have changed at this point, right? So these last two losses are disappointing to me because they're two games we should have won. I'm okay with the Tampa Bay loss because they're actually a very good football team, even though they lost last week. You're okay with it? I well, am okay with it. The reason why I'm okay with it is um, they're skilled enough defensively and they're, you know, won a Super Bowl two years ago. The talent's there. Okay. Um, the Raiders, the talent's there too. They just couldn't find ways to win in the fourth quarter. And so when we have a lead with five minutes left in the game, I'm hoping, counting on our defense to shut that down. It didn't happen. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to address Gino because you said he had two turnovers in that game. And some people say, well, he didn't give us, a, he didn't lead us to, to a winning drive at the end of the game. Okay, so let me address those. So he throws the one interception, and it was he, he, he can't throw that. He'll, he'll admit that. What did he do after that interception, after they scored on the very Seven next plays, play? 75 yards, five for five completions, hits Tyler Lockett for a 35-yard touchdown. Boom, touchdown. We have a read option. It, it, we fumbled the ball when we're about to score, and that was pretty devastating. What did he do when we got the ball back? Boom, same thing. We go down with five or seven plays. We score a touchdown again. So he answered both of those turnovers. So now let's talk about the fourth quarter. It's 27-27. He goes down again, and he drives our team down, and we score a touchdown with five minutes left in the game. We take a 34-27 lead. That, to me, is plenty at that point. Love to have had the defense, and actually should have won the game because there was a fumble that they didn't call. But that's another point. Um, <laughs> I will give it on the very last drive of regulation. He missed a throw early to Tyler Lockett. That one hurt. He was wide open down the middle. But I'm telling you, of his, there was pressure around him, though. Yeah, there was some pressure. No, there was. But of his 500 throws this year, 400, whatever number it is, 
it's one of two or three that I just went, ah, that was a bad throw by him. Um, and then the one to tie, or excuse me, to DK Metcalf on the sideline, they called it incomplete. We end up punting that ball and going into overtime. The overtime drive was not his fault. Both times he was lucky to be alive right now because the pass rush was right on top of him. He couldn't. He didn't have a chance to get rid of the football. That was not his fault. And then the 86-yard run, we lose the game. So Gino, just for those who are listening who think, oh, you know, he's coming back to the pack. No, he's not. He started off two for six in that game, and he was pretty brilliant the rest of the game other than a couple of throws. So Gino's the real deal. That's not going away. Hey, so I'm just going to be the guys who are going to be the devil's advocate and hating right now. You're making excuses for no, him, Paul Moore. No, but not. no, no, I know you're not. But that's what they're saying. And I'm going to say to them, one, this guy is taking care of the football all year. Guys are going to throw interceptions. I've never seen a starter in this league not throw an interception or from the football at one point. Gina was 27 of 37, 328 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. When he did throw the interception, they responded immediately, went down the field, and scored. Now, the other thing people are going to say is, all right, well, he hasn't won the game late. This is my argument to them. I go, yeah, maybe he hasn't so far this year. Before this year, this guy's been a starter two years, three years in this league. Not not very long. You look at guys like Derek Carr, who has a lot of game-winning drive. Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, the top when it comes to the last 10 years of guys winning. They have lost more games in the fourth quarter than they have won. That's what people forget. And I use Michael Jordan as an example all the time. I go, he has like 23 to 25 game-winning shots. He has more shots that he lost to win the game. So when you're looking at Gino, yes, he is, what, 32, 33 years old. You look at him as an elder statesman, but when it comes to being a starter in the NFL, he does not have the experience that these other guys have. So the fact that we're still in the game late, I will take that, Moyer, because eventually it's all going to come And And he's together. a 25-year-old, 32-year-old. He's, exactly. he's a young 32-year-old. Exactly. All right. We back, baby. Bellevue Collection, what's up? How y'all doing? Y'all good out there? Alright, alright now. Hey, bye week's over. Y'all gotta wake up, okay? Hey, coming up next, we get an opponent preview that's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection. This show is at 7. Every Thursday, right here on Seattle Sports 710, broadcasting live from Bevy Square Center Court. I am Michael Bumpus with my guy, Paul Moyer. And it's time to talk about these Los Angeles Rams. I'm from L.A. There was no team in L.A. when I was growing up, so they're fake. These are fakers, these L.A. Rams, okay? They are 3-8. and eight. They are last in the NFC West. They've lost to the Buffalo Bills to start. Two-game win streak. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Falcons. Then they lose two. They beat... San Francisco, excuse me, lose to San Francisco, lose to the Cowboys. They beat the Carolina Panthers, and they lose five in a row. This team is depleted right now. Matthew Stafford probably isn't going to play. I don't think he's playing. Okay, Aaron Donald's not going to play. Cooper Cup is gone. Allen Robinson is gone as well. They released their running back, Daryl Henderson. They bring back Cam Akers, and they have this young running back from Notre Dame in the backfield as well. I look at this team, Moyer, and I say, you know what? On paper... We should get them. But we all know how the Rams do against the Seattle Seahawks. 
Somehow, some way, they find a way to make it competitive. When I look at this team, I look at the head-to-head type of matchup type stuff. If there's anything this team does well, it's defensively. They're ranked 10th overall defensively, giving up 323 yards. They are 4th against the run, giving up 97 yards. And they are 20th against the pass, giving up 226 yards. And then when it comes to giving up points, they are 18th, giving up 20 three points per game when i look at the defense i say this is a solid defense but there are some things that are changing this week you no longer have aaron donald but you still got our guy bobby wagner what does it look like what does it feel like to see bobby wagner not in the five four he flipped it he's wearing the four five and he's got what 90 tackles this year having a decent season you know look pro football focus if you follow that stuff which Again, it's the biggest joke in the world. Has him rated as the number one linebacker in the NFL. It's not even close. And I've seen Bobby at his best. He's he's nowhere near the same player. But he's still a good player. He's just not a great player anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, look, Aaron Donald is worth five points. So they're giving up how many points a game? They're giving 23? up 23. 23. All right. They're, that means 28. We score 28. There's no way we lose this game. Their offense is just – and it's not that uh, – how do I re- rephrase this? They have three of their offensive linemen on IR. They're about three deep into – matter of fact, Obushi, who used to play here, is starting for them at guard. Um, they, Cup is their leading receiver. He's only played nine games. There will not be one person that beats him in yardage this year, and he won't play another game. So they have nobody. Robinson, who was their, supposed to be their second-best receiver, he's on IR. you got Cup, who's on IR. Um, they don't have a running back. Um, tight end is pretty good. Their offensive line is decimated. They don't have a quarterback. I we just got to play well. So you're saying guaranteed victory is what you're I saying? I didn't say that. I just said we It have sounds to play like it, well. boy. You're saying they don't have this, I they don't have that. I rarely say that, oh, th- there would be no excuse for us not to win. Um, it's the NFL. There's really good players. They're so beat up uh, offensively. Man, there's no way they should win. There's just no way they should win the game. That doesn't mean it can't happen. We've got to go play well, I don't think we have to play great. Let's not turn the ball over. I'm fine playing a little field position on it. They're going to take some shots downfield because they have to. Right. They, for them to try and sustain a 10-play drive would be really difficult. I know they're going to probably try and run it on us. Ah, man, it's it's a completely different animal when you don't have Josh Jacobs and the offensive line that the Raiders had. Their offensive line is really bad. They've had 11 different combinations this season when it comes to offensive line. That, that is the worst in the NFL. Every single week, they've had a different combination on that offensive line. Let's talk about the numbers when it comes to this offense. Overall, they are ranked 31st, averaging 279 yards per game. When it comes to running the football, they're only averaging 79 yards per game. That's 31st. Pass offense, 200 yards per game. So that's 24th. Points per game, 16.2. Mm. That's 29th. That's Denver this, Bronco. This is a, I was going to say that reminds me of somebody over there in uh, in Colorado who's struggling a little bit but we're not going to go there at least not yet no. <laughs> I, I look we're going to go there we'll, we'll get there eventually yeah. it wouldn't be a Seahawks show if we didn't no. right that's what we do uh, but I'm looking at these numbers Moyer and this is nothing like the Rams team that we're used to seeing but it makes sense you lose your best offensive lineman due to retirement uh, during the offseason OBJ it looks like he might be going to Dallas he's gone he helped you out during the Super Bowl 
that Super Bowl run. Cooper Cup, arguably the best receiver in the league. Allen Robinson was there to kind of help him. Now you're leaning on guys like Van Jefferson, who's a good receiver, but he started the season on the IR, has surgery on both of his knees. My man has only played about five games in this league. Their best receiver right now is Tyler Higby, who is a tight end. You know who they don't have who would have helped those tight ends out this year? Shane Waldron. He's with us, baby. He's the tight end guru. Over no, the there's no question. And look, I I think Sean McVay is he's a really good coach, but you know he just got married to a really cute wife, and I think he's got time to he wants to spend with her. Um, he's he's already talked about. He's it. distracted. I, he's distracted. He's like, I'm not even sure I want to come back. Well, let's bring our team back. Let's make another run at it. It didn't work along the way, and all those statistics. Or when Stafford was healthy, when Cup was healthy, right. when Henderson was on the team. Right. And now they don't even have that. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I hate doing this because one of the things coaches always do, we worry. We worry, is the team going to be ready? Or did we prepare them properly? Are they um, overconfident along the way? They're still professionally ath- professional athletes. Man, we should win this game, though. Because even the last two games... We didn't play poorly, and we just didn't win the games, right? I mean, there's some moments that we didn't play well. Two games we absolutely could have won. So we're not playing poorly. You go and look at some of their games, they're getting blown out. I mean, it's double digits, 21 points. We're a better football team than them, and it feels good. I mean, let's go down there. We'll probably, I'm quite confident we'll have home field advantage, even down in L.A. We'll have more fans there than they will. Really? Oh, they, even when they're playing well, we have probably it's 50-50. Now they're not playing well. One thing we know, you grew up in L.A. I'm an Orange County kid. The Rams were actually there when I grew up. They were the L.A. Rams, and they turned to Anaheim or whatever they were at the time uh, in, in uh, Anaheim Stadium. Um, people don't show up if you're not winning. Right. L.A. loves a winner. They do. Unless you're the Lakers. a loser. They'll show up any game for a Laker team. Yeah, usually after (laughs) halftime. They're late arrivers. Yeah, so when we look at this team, uh, we see the the struggles that they're having at the quarterback spot. I think initially before Stafford got in trouble or got injured, um, it seemed like he was struggling. He was like the ratio was like one-to-one when it comes to touchdowns to interceptions. So this Super Bowl hangover is real. But it's it's a bit more real when it comes to the Super Bowl champions and, and the struggles they're dealing with. Look, it's hard when you play that many games. When you win and go to the playoffs a lot, the Seahawks certainly have gone through that. I mean, your body's beat up, and you're starting to see the injury bug hit the Rams. I mean, that's just reality. It's a fact. Stafford was... He couldn't even hit swing routes or bubble screens. He was throwing them into the ground. So something's wrong with him. Add to their offensive line, he was just getting crushed. Uh, now he has no one to throw to. He's not going to play. Um, I'm not saying we can't lose, but I I feel pretty good about this one. Y'all feel good about it? Yeah. I, I feel go. good about it. Christmas more feel good about it. We good. all do. Hey, come join us here next Thursday for our final show of the season. No, tell me it's not the so. final show, Moyer. Man. You'll have a chance to win gift cards from the Bellevue Collections Dining District. Tonight, they're giving away gift cards to Cactus Daniels Broiler, Fogo de Chao, Duke Seafood, and Ascend Prime and Steak. You guys come join us. When we return, we're going to talk to linebacker Echenna Nwosu. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. 
You're listening to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection, every Thursday at 7, right here on Seattle Sports 710, broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. I'm Michael Bumbus with Paul Moyer. Got a great crowd in front of us, and right now we are joined by linebacker, Russia. Whatever you want him to do, he can do it. Jenna Nwosu, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? We are well, man. We appreciate you taking time uh, to holler at us. And, uh, man, the first question I always ask or like to ask guys who've been in the league for a while, man, week 12, week 11, how's that body feeling, man? How you doing? It's <laughs> a good question, man. I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing better than most people, some people. So I just try to take care of my body, man, make sure I stay in that training room and just try to be available for my teammates. Hey, so uh, you're going home, man. You're from Narbonne High School, went to USC. Um, what's it like going back to play these Rams over there so far? Oh, it's going to be great. You know, anytime I'm back home in that building, in that stadium, that's why I come alive, yo. So I can't wait to, you know, just go out there and shine like I have over those past four years and, and back in my hometown. Well, Shine, you have this year. I mean, talk about a career year. 42 tackles already, seven sacks, eight tackles for losses, three passes, defense, two fourths, fumbles. Yeah, is, is this just about opportunity? Is it about scheme? I mean, what, what's changed for you this year? Yeah, definitely I'll say opportunity. You know, um, Coach is putting me in a great position to be who I really am and what I can be. So I'm grateful for that. And anytime, you know, you just get a new change of scenery, you know, something just click inside your head that turn you into a different beast and turn you into a player you know you could be. Hey, Chenda, when I watch you play, you seem like an emotional leader out there, man. I love the fire that you play with, uh, the tempo that you play with. Uh, when you're out there, and, uh, and you guys have struggled a little bit the past couple of weeks to, to stop the run, like what's your mentality and what's your message to these guys to get back to what you guys were, were doing in the past few weeks? We just got to get back to our fundamentals, man. Uh, just the attention to detail and the fundamentals, just the little things that's really going to get us over that hump. You know, so we're really, uh, coaches are really harping that in the meeting room and we're really going hard at that on the practice field to really cut those little issues, the little things. So I feel like once we do that, we're going to be good this week. You know, a lot of people think that's just, I don't, I don't want to say excuses or coach speak, but it really is. I, I, we talked about it earlier. They had 38 running plays from the running backs. And if you took six plays away, they averaged 2.9 yards per rush. But those six plays, it was, it's the little details that you just talked about. And what do you say to the rookies? I mean, is it that they, do they get complacent? Is it just we're this part of the season? Uh, what, what do you do from a leadership standpoint to help them? You just got to let them know that it's a, it's a long season, you know, and, you know, this is just how the NFL is. You know, there's always situations like this that come about, and it's always about how the team responds and who can move on the quickest and who can make the corrections the fastest, you know, because, you know, this is a league where everybody's good, everybody gets paid, everyone's talented, so it's about who can just correct the little details and, you know, be on their game for next week. Now, Chenna, these, uh, these guys are banged up. These Rams are banged up. Man, and you can smell the blood in the water, man. How how anxious are you guys to get out there this Sunday and, and come back home with a victory? Oh, no, we're very anxious, man, especially after what happened these last two weeks. You know, we let the one uh, Raiders game slip away from us. You know, we felt confident going into that game plan. 
um, into that team, into that week, and we let it slip away. So to go back into a stadium we've already played in, we already got a victory in early this year against the Chargers, um, against the beat-up team, you know, we're, we're ready to get after them. Um, and we just can't wait to, you know, show that Sunday night. All right, so you played there earlier against the Chargers. Now you got the Rams. Uh, how many tickets do you have to get for family <laughs> and friends for this game? Oh, I made sure it's, it's, it's not as much as it was against the Chargers. <laughs> when I went back for the Chargers game, man, it was, it was ridiculous. So we made sure it was a lot less this time. You know, people don't realize it, it, it is a distraction. I mean, you're, you're flying there. You don't have a lot of time because it's West Coast game, so you're flying there the night before. You've got meetings. Um, but how is that? How, is, how did you manage all of that going back home? Because that's the first time, really, you've gone back home as a road team. How do you manage all that, that time and, and still focus on football? Yeah, um, I feel like just when you know what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and, you know, what, what the bigger goal is, you don't really pay attention to all the little things, you know, flying to the West Coast, flying home. You just tell your family, like, hey, I'm here for a reason. You got to come to the game, but don't try to hang out with me. Don't try to hit me up to hang out. Don't try to go to dinner because that's not what I'm here for. You know, we can go to dinner in the off season, or you guys can come to Seattle and go to dinner. But when I'm out there, it's strictly business and it's all focused. And we love to hear, man. I think people um, don't realize that because you play a game for a living, but it's still a business. It's a it's a production based business, and you've been producing, man. Was there anything you did this off season that um, helped your game this season, or, or is it as simple as what my guy Moyer just said and said? Look, it's all about opportunity. Yeah, I feel like my training has been the same for the most part. I have a great trainer who I work with out in uh, in uh, California in Orange County, so. I feel like it was more about just my mindset and my opportunity going into this season. You know, when the Chargers didn't assign me, it kind of had a chip on my shoulder that I had something more to prove. And, you know, just being in the position I am, I'm just trying to make the most of it. Who, who are the guys you train with? Uh, during the offseason, you, uh, you tend to find guys have like a pack of like four to six dudes that they work out with. Anybody on the team or in the division that you train with when you're back home? No, not really. Um... Uh, my trainer doesn't really train a lot of a lot of guys in the NFL. He has a couple of guys, but nobody specifically on the team or the division that I train with. I try to keep it kind of small and you know individual, so I can really focus. And don't get distracted. You know, we mentioned you're having you're having a great season, and it's really a season that's worthy of a Pro Bowl, and that's the the ultimate honor, especially with players voting for you. What, what would that mean to you if you get voted in as the Pro Bowl and to the Pro Bowl? It would just mean that um, people are recognizing how hard I'm putting in my this work, you know, and, and my peers, you know, they respect me. I'm getting the respect I deserve, you know, throughout the league. And I'm, I'm happy that I'm getting noticed and happy my, you know, hard work is paying off and people are starting to see it. So it will be, it'll be, you know, great. But if I know if I don't get bonus to the Pro Bowl, it's not the end of the world, you know. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, things are going to work in my favor eventually. All right, here, here's a real one for you. You're talking to two guys, myself and Paul Moyer, who are from Southern California. You're from Southern California. Went to SC, got picked up by the Chargers. You're up here in the Northwest, and it is snowing right now, Jenna. <laughs> How's that weather treating you, bro? <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm not built for this, man. It's something different. I ain't used to this, man. <laughs> it was, it's, so, it's so cold in the morning, man. I don't know what to do. And I got a, a Hellcat, man, so I'm not used to driving it. I ain't got no four-wheel drive. Man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, I... 
if you make the Pro Bowl, I think you need to get a four-wheel drive car. How, how's that? Um, what, what, do you, what, what do you like to do? I mean, look, football is... Look, it's it's all encompassing, right? I mean, people don't realize the amount of hours you guys put into that, the time you get into the to the facilities, the working out, the meetings, the treatments, the film afterwards. But what do you like to do just to unwind in your spare time? Man, I'm just just watching TV, man. Watching TV, playing video games, just relaxing, trying to be off my feet as much as possible. Hey, Uchenna, and that's that's a good. I like that too, by the way, if I can do it. (laughs) Hey, sit back, relax, and chill, man. Hey, we appreciate your time, man. Um, We're happy you're here. Love doing what you do. Let's uh, let's go and get this W this weekend, man. Good luck. Keep it up, man. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, no problem. All right, that was Achenna Nuosu, man, uh, linebacker for your Seattle Seahawks. Good dude, man. Went to Narbonne High yeah, School. A hell of a year familiar too, man. with him. Went to USC. He's uh, he's doing it. Probably the best offseason uh, acquisition that the Hawks had. It's this one year. of the best free agent acquisitions we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, we, we've had a few, but for him to come, it, it, the leadership. I forgot to ask him what kind of leader he is. Is he vocal? Is he an example? Right. Um, but he's been the most consistent guy, mm-hmm. and he's been without him. I don't even want to know where we were, but he's uh, he's been a special special pick for us. Been a special one. All right. When we come back, we're going to go around the NFL. We're going to talk about what's going on in the league. That is next, right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday at 7, right here on Seattle Sports. We're at Bellevue Square Center Court. We've got a nice squad in front of us right now. And, uh... Now it's time to go around the NFL. Like, we talked about what happened last week against the Vegas Raiders. Vegas, that just sounds weird. Hurt me in the heart. It hurt me. It hurt me more. Then we talked about the Los Angeles Rams. We should get them. But now let's go around the NFL and let's see what's going on. And honestly, let's start in our own conference, the NFC. The Seattle Seahawks, Vegas had them winning five games. They're already at six I think they have the potential to win nine to ten games at this point of the season. How many wins do you think it's going to take for these guys to get into the playoffs? We're talking about Seahawks? Of course. I, of I'm course. sorry. I was reading something. I didn't hear them. My wife says that to me a bunch. But um, <laughs> I think ten. I, you know, ten. and that's where I've earmarked them since we got to six. You know, just looking at their schedule. And, look, ten's going to be tough because – We've got the the Rams twice. We should beat them both times. They're just they're so beat up, you guys. Um, we've got Carolina. There's three, so that gives me nine. So I got to sneak a win somewhere with the Jets, Kansas City, and San Francisco. I'm excited for the San Francisco game up here. I, I think that's going to be a heck of a game. The Jets is probably the most likely. I think Kansas City in Kansas City. That you know, even if we play well, that's that's a tough game. Um, so t- to me, ten, and that means we got we got to beat somebody. We got to beat a team with a winning record, uh, and we're gonna have to play well. So this is something I want to ask you. You know, I only see you on Sundays, and we talk about it a little bit. I invite got, you a lot. We got we got Do you show. I mean, invite. I invite you. We work together on Sundays, Mario. I know, but I mean, I invite you to dinner, and you know, show me. I'm just saying. 
Go ahead. We doing that right now in front of all our friends. Look, we gonna do that right now. It's therapy. We're gonna do it right now. I've been hurt twice. That's it, all I'm saying. I still it, love him. He, he's on a couch. You know, it just feels right to him right now. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna put the pillow down here. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. Now talk to uh, me. Okay, Moyer. <laughs> so, there's a quarterback in this league who was asked a question, and they asked him like, "Look, you produced maybe two yards of offense in this second half. Your defense did decent." Did you let your defense down? He said no. And a lot of people are jumping on this young man. And initially, and we're talking about Zach Wilson with uh, the Jets. I thought you were talking about Russell Wilson. Oh, Zach. Oh, goodness Gotcha. Gracious. Sorry about that. Hold the Denver. We're going to get to Denver. All right. But initially, I see it and I go, what is this young man doing, man? Of course, you got to take the bullets. Like, you didn't do anything in the second half. And then the dad comes over me and I, I got three kids mm. two boys and a girl at home and I'm thinking okay if I'm his dad what am I what am I teaching this young man in this moment and I'm telling him like look it's all about accountability as a leader whether you're a man or a woman doesn't matter if you're a leader you are going to have to take responsibility for a lot of things you probably had nothing to do with but it's for the better of the organization, the better of the family. So I'm looking at this young man, Zach Wilson, and I'm saying, all right, someone just hasn't taken him under his wings yet and say, this is how you handle this situation. The following week, he is benched, and then his backup goes for like 300 yards yeah. and two or three touchdowns. What are you doing in that situation? Well, I mean, that's, that's a loaded question. First of all, I, like, I think in today's world with social media and everything real time, there's, there's very few teachable moments anymore. Everything is, you're 23 years old, you should know better. Um, and, and look, and there's an entitlement too. these young kids, you know, they come up through junior high school, high school, college, and, you know, and everybody wants their attention. And right. rarely do people actually tell them the truth. Look, in that situation, that's a teachable moment to me. And he didn't get benched because of that. There's other things going on, right? I mean, you don't, one, well, I can't say it because sometimes one thing does get you benched or fired. But in that situation, as a leader, head coach, father, you say, hey, son, you are a leader. They're paying you unbelievable amounts of money. Right. And while it was a dumb question, you can answer a dumb question mature. And he didn't answer it in a mature way. Um, he'll learn from that. Um, you know, he ain't getting a starting job. He may not get it back this year. He'll get it back next year or the year after. I mean, he's a talented kid, whether that translates to him being a great quarterback. You and I have talked about this. A great arm does not make you a great quarterback. It sure doesn't. You know, a, a smart quarterback. I'm looking at Geno Smith. He, to me, is... He's got an arm, though, too. Well, he's, he's super accurate, and the ball spins off it, and he does throw a nice, deep ball. Mm-hmm. But, you know... It, if you're going to go and say, okay, let's sit on the line and who can throw it the fastest and the farthest, yeah. you know, Gino's going to be, you know, below top quartile, right? But accuracy, release time, decision making, you know, he's top decile. Um, so I just look at Wilson. When he came out of college, I watched him. I go, ooh, that is a talented young man. Mm-hmm. He has a legit, he's a guns, a little bit like Patrick Mahomes type coming out. And we didn't know Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he was a guy that was questionable, but unbelievable skill set. And look what he's done, his maturity and all those things. I hate, the people threw Geno Smith away when he was 23 years old. Stop, stop that, man. These are young men. Teach them. It's right. okay to bench them and say, no, that's wrong. You need to learn from this and become more mature. So, you know, I, it's the Jets. So I don't care that much, and I hope they struggle because we still got to play them.
All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Bring it on. You guys ready? We're going to talk about these Denver Broncos. Oh, bringing that up. Okay, here we go. Love the Denver Broncos. Broncos is our weekly check-in on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Eight times in ten stars, the Broncos have failed to score 17 points. Mm. At an insult to injury, he and his teammates got into it on the sideline. Now, I've, I've spoken to Russell a couple times, and he don't seem like the type of dude who's, who wants confrontation. No. And there was a defensive lineman, Michael, I forgot his name. He's walking towards the sideline, and then all of a sudden, he turns sharp right to Russell Wilson, expresses himself. Russell nods, gets out the situation, and continues to play football. When you look at that situation in Denver, just your thoughts. I ain't going to lead you somewhere. You just tell me what you think about Denver. Well, when I saw that, you know, I'm a big uh, I, You look at body language and perception and it was really interesting to me because Russell really I saw his shoulders drop and his face was perplexed he didn't know what to do with that because I feel like he may have lost some of his leadership role on this um, honest to God I don't care this year I hope they lose every single game I don't care if Russell completes another pass this year next year I hope he goes off I do. I hope he goes off and we meet him in the Super Bowl. That would be so much fun. I like that. Um, but, look, Russell's got some issues, man. I, I, I don't know how they're going to correct it because he's not a pocket passer. Um, he needs to be rolling out and things like that. He's not as accurate as he used to be. His quarterback ratings in almost every category is terrible. Some people just have a really bad year. Maybe that's it. And they've got some tough decisions. They're not going to cut him. Obviously, they're going to give him till next year. But they've committed two hundred. Well, they didn't, they've committed a hundred and twenty-five million guarantee. Guarantee a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract, which will never get there. But one hundred and twenty-five guaranteed. You cut him after two years or even three years. I mean, you're accelerating forty, fifty million in a salary cap. That's, that's hard to do. You have to completely rebuild. But here's what I know. Right now, we're projected to get the number two pick in the draft. What we can do with that, because here's what we do. We don't need a quarterback. I can package that baby, get me another first, another second. And it, it, the real thing is, if the third pick in the draft needs a quarterback, I tell them, hey, I got the 10th pick trying to get this, so you give me your other first and second next year and this year, and I still get the third pick, the guy I want, this thing is turning out to be beautiful. That's that's president of a company talk. Back home, this is what we say. Hey, we're going to flip that, send that, send that back, flip that, and then send that for another one. That's pretty much what That's he what, said what right he, there. What he said. That's pretty much, and I said what he said. Amen. Right, there we go. But, but it's, it's looking good. And look, it is. Root it for is. Ev- they have to play Kansas City twice. They got Baltimore this week. So we're, they're already 3-9, and nine, so we're 3-12. and 12. Maybe they beat the Rams. They got Arizona. Ah, oh, man, they're, they're, their defense is good. Maybe they get two wins. The rest of the way. I just want Maybe. to. I want a top three pick. Yep. And I, I think it's possible. And um, it's unfortunate. Let's. No, it's not. Let's not. It is unfortunate. No, it's not. Come on, man. No. Nope. Come on. Nope. Russell. She did, broke up with me. Russell did she a lot. She needs a year of agony. She hurt my feelings. Next year, I'm good. Next year, good. Next year, I'm good. But I this feel, year. I feel bad for him. I ain't no, gonna lie. I do feel bad for him. I feel bad for him, but then I also want him to fail you because want I thank want you. because I want the draft picks. I can still feel bad for him and then like low key. But you don't feel he, so he bad for him, pump. you want him to have success. 
Not too much. Right. Okay. So we're talking the same thing. Not too thing. much. You got, next you know, year. Next year. Next year. All right. All right. Well, can we agree next year? Next year. Okay. Next year. Everyone says next Everybody year. Everybody watch this draft pick. Okay. Hey, make sure you guys get out to the Bellevue Collection Dining Jersey. So many restaurants to choose from today. We had our pregame show from Cactus. We had the brisket burrito over there. I was basic. Chicken and gelada. What you have? I went with the recommendation, the shrimp tacos. Shrimp tacos. They were not lying. It was so good. So good. And, with the, and also the chip salsa and a little guacamole. A little guac. I only had three chips. A little guac. Guacamole. Healthy fat, guys. You guys get your guacamole, okay? Got it. All right. It. When we return, we're going to talk to tight end Kobe Parkinson in person. Yeah. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Mm-hmm.